guys, welcome to episode seven of the Festival Rules. I'm Josh Horowitz. And I'm Ben Lyons, and I sound like I've been at Sundance for a week. <laughs> yeah, the voice is starting to leave you a little bit, but it's character, Ben. Well, it's because I've been talking about independent cinema <laughs> well, to you everyone. Have. You everyone, have. No, the, seriously. <laughs> talking on the bus, talking on the lines, talking on the streets, talking in the restaurants. All of a sudden, I realized I've just been podcasting all day long. There's a lot to talk about. Look, we've been seeing a lot. We've been talking to a lot of cool folks. This uh, episode is... Uh, totally packed. Later on, we've got uh, up-and-coming um, uh, actor, and I, honestly, he's going to be a star. He already is kind of Joe Keery, star of Stranger Things. He's in the new film Spree here. I had a great chat with him. Uh, and then, it's getting a lot of people buzzing out here. So I hear people talking Spree from yep. producer Drake and his whole team. That's right. And a, kind of a divisive film, but a, a cool uh, reflection of our times. Uh, a little bit sooner, we're going to talk to a really fun uh, duo, uh, Aubrey Plaza and Sarah Gadden, uh, a film that we both enjoy very much, Black Bear. Yeah, also so it's Christopher Abbott, who's having a nice moment as well. I saw him on uh, uh, Main Street the other day, and it was cool to see people kind of gravitating towards him because he is slowly putting in a nice resume of work. Uh, first kind of discovered him on Girls, and it's great to see him in a really meta complex role in this really quirky, fun Sundance movie, Black Bear. Yeah. So before we get to Aubrey and Sarah, I do want to talk about, as we've said before, um, sometimes Ben and I get a chance to uh, enjoy these films together and sometimes we divide and conquer. And, and the other day you had a chance to see a film on your own. I want to hear about... Yeah, Charm City, City Kings. Kings. Yeah. It's from uh, director Angel Manuel Soto from a screenplay from Sherman Payne. And it's a story of a young 14-year-old growing up in Baltimore a kid named Mouse, who is just oh, oh, just a wonderful young actor, um, Jahai Diallo Winston. Again, Sundance about discovering talent. You see this kid who plays Mouse in the movie, and you're like, oh, he's the next guy in Hollywood for the next 15 years, right? But in the movie, it's about the world of bike life. Um, guys in Baltimore uh, who ride dirt bikes around the streets and it has this feeling of danger and violence that permeates throughout the movie, but is told with a delicate hand and it's not graphic and it's about um, young men making the wrong choices. It feels almost kind of like stand by me, uh, you know, in the hood. Like it's, it's really, um, it's really scary at times. Meek Mill, who obviously is a, is a huge artist, is a huge musician, uh, acting in a role that's got some, some depth to it. He plays a guy coming out of jail who's trying to rebuild his life and he's rebuilding bikes, but he's clearly getting pulled back into the streets and the authenticity of the film um, to see young people make choices that will change their lives forever is so moving. Oftentimes a theme at Sundance. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what everybody involved in this film does next. I think it's going to be a big hit coming out of the festival. I think, as you said, you nailed it. Like a, a lot of these Sundance films that really resonate with all of us, I think are these like very specific um, stories, these very personal tales, these these tales of environments and worlds that maybe we're not familiar with before we walk into that theater. But uh, Sundance can really shine a light on these. You know, it's 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 the more personal tales that that ironically resonate with everybody. I think. Um, and and learning about a world, like you said, that's unlike your own. I don't. Me on a motorcycle, really? How's that going to work out? <laughs> And so to see that that world depicted on screen in a theater packed with people who are uh, passionate about, you know, bikes, people who are into Meek Mill, people who have never heard of Meek Mill because they live out here in Utah. I mean, it was a, a wild energy in the screening and the, the film really, um, really hit hard. I thought I thought it was uh, I thought it was really well done. Excellent. So shifting gears, we're both a fan of this one. We just were talking about Black Bear a little bit. So to tee this one up a little, um, it's basically a three 
three-hander, three great actors, as we said, uh, Christopher Abbott and uh, the two that we got a chance to talk to the other day, Aubrey Plaza and Sarah Gadden, both of them veterans of Sundance. Um, you may, you of course know Aubrey from a thousand different uh, uh, pieces of material. She's always funny. That dry wit, I love talking to her because she's just like so in her own weird world. It's not an interview. It's a duel. <laughs> it's a challenge. <laughs> she's fantastic. She and- kicks the shit out of me every time. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I love that challenge. And uh, she might have won this one. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, she definitely went undefeated. Aubrey uh, Plaza, also a producer on this, which is very cool. Right. And Sarah's great too. Sarah, if you don't know the name, you probably recognize her. Uh, she started in, in a great Netflix series last year called Alias Grace. She was in Indignation here with Logan Lerman. Uh, by the way, we ran into Logan the other day. Yeah, he's, great. Do, he's doing well. That was a nice little Sundance moment in the snow. He's doing really well. That Nazi Hunter show yeah, looks bonkers. Yeah. Okay. So we're getting sidetracked. But, uh, I, I always love running into somebody and then being like, oh no, I forgot to tell him. I'm looking forward to the Nazi Hunter show. <laughs> I covered that part while you were talking about whatever you were doing. Um, anyway, this this film, it's it's kind of an odd story where uh, Aubrey plays kind of an actress slash writer who's kind of going away to, for artistic inspiration to kind of like a log cabin in the woods where there's a couple uh, played by Christopher Abbott and Sarah Gadden. And there's some awkwardness in the couple between the couple. There's clearly some issues going on. Um, and then it takes this real huge turn, hard turn halfway through and becomes kind of a meta narrative about the making of a film. So and that's what makes it a Sundance movie to me because it takes that hard turn. A lot of the films you see here, whether it's Bad Hair or Palm Springs, they take you down the road and then something happens in pivots that just takes it to another place. And that's what happens with this film, Black Bear. So uh, this one was, again, uh, uh, had a chance to talk to these guys in the uh, Natural Resources Defense Council uh, lounge, had a lot of fun uh, taping a few of these conversations there uh, amid the chaos and the, and the, and the good vibes of NRDC. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this chat with Aubrey and Sarah. Here it is. Yay! The stars of Black Bear. A movie we really enjoyed. We really did. You're looking then at me deep in the eyes. It seems like he's about it. Because like, it everyone like- says that it's Sundance. I loved your movie even when they didn't see it. But we saw your film. We really enjoyed it. Thank Congratulations you. on being here. How did the whole thing even come together? Where did you begin the Black Bear journey? Well, it all started a long, long time ago when Larry was having marital problems. Um <clears throat> Oh, no. We're losing Aubrey. Uh, Medic. Medic. (laughs) Sorry. All right. Can we reset? It's too late to do that. Um, It was just a silly idea that Larry wrote down and... Next thing you know, you're in Sundance. Come on. And then he, okay, sorry. What do you want me to say? He wrote the script. (laughs) He (laughs) gave it to me. Um... We talked about, I'm a producer on the film. No one seems to remember that this week for some reason. Um, and and then we talked about our dream cast, and it was Sarah Gadden and Chris Abbott, and somehow the universe blessed us with the perfect cast. Yay! And you know it's all about that cast, baby. That's, that's my motto. That's spoken like that. a true producer. <laughs> so, Sarah, you get the call, you get the team Gadden says, we got this hot property for you. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza wants you and you alone. Yeah. Is that basically how it went down? Yeah, it was so It was so but Remember, flattering. we met. We yes. Had a, we, we had a crazy, we met at a crazy time, too. Yeah. I got a really long nosebleed. We yes. hung out. I had a nosebleed for like an hour and a we half. We met before that too. Oh yeah, that we was did. crazy. Your yeah, nose, yeah. Your nosebleed was. Crazy. Yeah, I get nosebleeds you, yeah. a lot. It's really 
Anyways, it's awkward, but um, it happens. Are you having one now? No. Good. I had one Let's earlier. Wait, we got 10 more minutes. We'll see how the this goes. The altitude is not helping. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah, but we we hung out, and you know, Aubrey's so wonderful and funny and talented, and uh, it was a no-brainer. And I read the script, and the script was so hilarious in a very uncomfortable, intense way. Which is my fucking jam. It definitely so, like, very uncomfortable and awkward. Let's do this. Sure. Let's go away to the woods. Yeah. Let's dive off the deep end. Yeah. So it does start with your character going off to the woods to yes. join this couple. Yes. Uh, and it takes a major turn. Now, yeah. how are we dancing around? Are we talking about the We're turn? We're not. Of this I mean, Larry doesn't want us to talk about it because it's a spoiler. But. I, I don't like, yeah, certain really movies get pegged with like don't give it away but like isn't that every movie don't give it away right it's just it's just laziness on our behalf <laughs> really I mean I that guess it doesn't talk about really give what away it's like there's not like a thing it gives away like you tell me what it gave away I don't I, wait what what <laughs> um, oh I hadn't read the script so alright well neither did I <laughs> Um, wait, what are we talking about? I don't know where I am. There right are now. two parts to the film. Nosebleeds. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Back to nosebleeds. Well, the second half is very intriguing, and in yes. without revealing literally what happens, it is a peek into the production process a bit. One hundred percent. And I found it very amusing, and I'm sure for you guys, maybe rang some uh, true bells for you. Did it feel like authentic to some of your own experiences in making films? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really captured. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what's so great about the script. There's levels of um, reality on top of re reality. It's like a very trippy kind right. of dream logic. And half of our crew actually was the crew in the film. Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. yes. The boy that lights my cigarettes is Hightel. He was an actual camera assistant. Yeah. Right? He was an AC. Yeah. Nailed um, it. He killed second it. Second AC. He's great. He's very convincing. It's Sundance debut. Yeah. <laughs> but he, that's, what in, that's what independent film is all about, is about being resourceful. You yeah. don't oftentimes have the time or the resources of big studio production. So what other kind of tricks, Aubrey, as a producer on an indie film of this scale did you kind of... Oh, I mean, to. on this scale, mm -hmm. the conditions were insane. We were all losing our minds. We were shooting nights for three weeks. Um, driving ourselves together driving to and from set. Very dangerous drives. An I hour. like an element of danger. I w I'd like to throw in an element of danger. Yeah. And then everyone's, you know, everyone's on edge. And people tap into their creative source much, much more when there's an element of danger. So how does that manifest on set? What are you doing that is causing... What do you mean? Danger. I just mean the danger? conditions of shooting oh, in the middle of the woods. We didn't have any cell service. We all were losing our minds, and I think sometimes that makes for a good movie. Aubrey, do you compare every love scene you do back to De Niro at this point? You have one with Christopher <laughs> Abbott. Do you, are you thinking in the middle of it, you know what, De Niro did it better. De Niro was a little bit more loving. De Niro and I... Wait, what? <laughs> Why do we have to? Why do you have to bring up Dirty Grandpa? This is like it's you still know, available on VOD and Blu-ray, I believe. I think I'm going to talk about Dirty Grandpa right now. <laughs> I'm trying to be an actor. Um, that was I did that as a joke. Okay. I understand. I'm a um, fan. I'll tell you what. De Niro has a lot more, more stamina than than ben you Abbott. would. You Chris would Abbott. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But um, there were certain things that I was not allowed to do with De Niro that, you know, I could do with Chris. Got it. Um, okay. Nipples, De Niro. Butts. No way. <laughs> 
Literally, no way. <laughs> butt stuff. Butt stuff with Chris, 100%. Yeah, you know, he, he suggested loves, it. Uh, yeah, he's big on the butt stuff. Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy. Getting back to Black Bear and being here at Sundance. When it's premiere day and you're in the theater and it's such a special experience, is it nerve-wracking? Is it exciting? How do you deal with having your film premiere at Sundance emotionally? It's very overstimulating. We were talking about that earlier. And I think that actors especially are sensitive to energies of other people. Yeah. Right? We're empaths. It's it's too much... Um, it's but it's so fun to be here, and prom- and celebrate film. Do you you both are <laughs> suddenly she went into robot mode? Like I am having a great time, and what? anyone that's cool. otherwise but is you're lying. So, you're so right. It is energy overload out here. I it's feel that like, anxiety. Like, I get scared. Yes, yeah. much. I get confused. I don't know where I am. Yeah. People know your name. They just shout your name on the street. That happens wherever you go. Only here. <laughs> Just blatant lie. You both are Sundance, Sundance veterans. So do you remember the first time you came to Sundance? Was it a big deal? Did it mean something different back then versus now? Yeah, when's the first time you came? Um, the first time I came, I didn't have a film here. My partner had a film here. He cut James White. And I <gasps> got the... Abbott. Yeah, which Chris was in. That's, oh that's so when I met Chris. And um, I had got the stomach flu like a few days before, You're and such I was a delicate flower. I, I'm too delicate for this world. And when I and so I got on the plane, kind of just getting over it, like Aww. ten pounds later and shaky. And I bet you look so good. My though. boyfriend just wanted to party. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, I know. I no, look no. fucking great. Okay, <laughs> sorry. No, That's I don't it. care about things like that. And, uh, I do. And. Uh, <laughs> And, and yeah, it was horrible. And then I came here for the first time with indignation, which was really great. And you were in indignation? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> I forgot. It wasn't a small role. I know. <laughs> I forgot. And uh, it was awesome because James is like the president of Sundance. So it was really a nice way to come here yeah, I for bet. the first time. I had the opposite experience. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the Midnight's uh, section for Mystery Team, which is one of the worst movies that was ever made. <laughs> Launched uh, Mr. Donald Glover, though. That's right. It's me and Donald Glover's on-screen romance. There you go. That no one remembers. I remember. Never forget. I don't think I've ever heard someone look back so fondly on their first Sundance experience. <laughs> I had a blast. Did, I, did it come out negative? No, it's a very came out <laughs> honest. <laughs> yeah. It came out honest. Which well, I I'm just saying, not guaranteed was here, wasn't it? Yeah, but that wasn't my first time. Wait, was that the first, no, same no, year? No, I'm just saying. I'm, looking, I'm moving past the first one. <laughs> no, I le- wait a minute. First of all, I had a blast with the mystery team. It okay. was a great time. I'm just saying it was different from her experience because, you know, it was a little more of a ragtag operation. Yeah. Fair enough. Can I be honest for once? (laughs) (laughs) Not this time, baby. All right. We're trying to convey to the audience at home listening to this what it's like to be at a festival. We're calling this podcast The Festival Rules. So what would your rule be for enjoying a Sundance experience? Any advice to those at home that one day hopefully will get a chance to be here in Park City? Don't bring anyone you love. Because <laughs> you're just going to be an emotional Every emotion wreck. is heightened here. And you're just going to be way um, too intense for Prepare, them. prepare, prepare. You know? Get those tickets in advance. Protein bars, vitamin C, B12. Right. Mm-hmm. Behave as a 
Norwegian couple going on a long hike would. <laughs> um, <laughs> get some snacks and right. hydrate. Positive attitude and, and a positive go attitude attack the world. And yeah. Stay present. Appreciate Mother That's Nature. That's what everybody else said, right? Yeah, no, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I think you covered, covered, covered everything. Um, producing, let's talk a little bit more about that. Okay. And, and yeah, it brings a smile to your face. Um, change the way you look at the game of Hollywood, change the way you look at storytelling, now that this is part of your kind of repertoire, if you will. You've produced two, by the way, haven't you? Mm-hmm. You've had, yeah, yeah. Like, and you, your option books, so you can talk to both of us about this. Mm-hmm. But, um, wait, what was the question? Just the idea of now at this stage, we talk about grow, you know, your first Sundance memories, you weren't producing movies back then. Oh, yeah. But now, here we are, and produce Black Bear, and it's a, it's a growth and evolution, your storytelling. So just the idea of looking at, you know, the idea, well, your career fun. as it's a producer. Fun with, it's fun to come with a movie as a producer because you get, you know, I mean, if your movie doesn't have distribution, it's fun to, um, you know, be a part of those conversations and, um, and affect the movie in that way because it's a whole different chapter of the movie when it gets sold and then it has to go out into the world. And so it's, it's a learning curve for me. The, you know, I didn't, I wasn't a part of those conversations before, but I like that part. Yeah, that's cool. It's nice to like feel like your opinion matters, you know, in that step of the process. Mm-hmm. I feel very cared for by you. I got you. I know. I like that. Take care of you. Don't you worry. We ain't going on that. The moving moment of the podcast. Uh, Up ahead, I'm excited to see you return as hosts of the Independent Spirit Awards. Thank you very much. You killed it last time. Thanks, Josh. Truly. Um, I'm also impressed. I mean, you haven't even done it yet this year, but you already have promos with Bill Murray. You know, I just thought. If I'm going to do a promo, I might as well go, you know, go for broke. So you've got the bat phone number. You've got the special number that yeah, I might he actually have. answers. I might have it somewhere. What's the basis of the friendship between you and 212-946. <laughs> okay, we're almost there. Zero, zero, mm. zero. <laughs> <laughs> then, you just, then you just fart into the phone and then it'll get Bill Murray. Yeah. A lot of people don't shy away from those award shows, hosting them. But you obviously enjoy doing it. It wasn't my idea. They offered it to me. Yeah, I didn't but, ask them to do it. But, but so many people are like, nah, I don't want to do that. I never said it, told anyone I wanted to be a host, okay? Yeah, so but, but put that on the record. Why do you think so many people shy away from it, and, and why do you enjoy it? I just think live television is fun. There's not, you know, live TV still operates like it did in the 50s. Those camera guys that are on the live television cameras, like, they're speaking a language that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and it's a real rush, you know? You understand why people had to take uppers and downers and things like that <laughs> to keep going. Yeah, that's a good message. Are, Thanks, Aubrey, yeah. Woo! Doesn't matter yeah. if you're prepared or not. It's live, baby. It's happening. Anything can happen. And again, I, the element of danger you like that. It's enticing to me. <laughs> what happened to the campaign for Catwoman? What, 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 what went wrong? I can't compete with Zoe Kravitz. Come on. <laughs> I got nothing on her. She's the Catwoman. That's the generation we're in. And I'm happy for her. I think it's a great choice. It is a great choice. So you still have your superhero you know, she's, eligibility she's card. She's in the Batman movie, but she's not in the Catwoman remake. Which you are doing. Exclusive. Thank you. Sharon Stone agreed to do it with me. <laughs> She's going to reprise her role, do the exact same thing she did last time. Yeah, why change and the script? And I'll just swap That's out perfect. for Halle Berry. Yeah. And Benjamin Bratt, do we know about his we'll status? We'll get the same cast. Just, just Bring me back will Bratt. be different. Here's a fun fact. <laughs> D- director of that Catwoman movie, what was his name? Do you remember? It was a one-word name, Pitoff. P-I-T-O-F. Pitoff? Yeah. No way. Yeah, get like Pitoff back. 
I actually would. <laughs> Who owns Catwoman? I'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll get on that. Get, That's a classic. Get the legal team on it. Independent film, right, guys? Yeah. This is where great ideas are born here at Sundance. Yeah. Congratulations Congrats on Black Bear, guys. guys. Thanks, we loved guys. it. Yeah, it's Thanks really cool. See you. Definitely a fun chat with Aubrey Plaza, Sarah Gad, and their film is Black Bear. Again. Yeah, the movie's terrific. Uh, so before we go over to Joe Curie, this great conversation, uh, the name of the show is the Festival Rules. I feel like it's time to impart a couple. Do you have a new one? Yeah, I have a new festival rule. Uh, when you see a movie at a film festival and you're processing it and you're going with a friend to grab a drink afterwards and talk about it, search the title of the film on Twitter. See what other people are saying about the film. Nice. And then you'll then you'll maybe have a new understanding of your own interpretation of the film. You'll start to maybe question your own uh, tastes or your own perspective. We had this moment the other day for a movie. We don't want to trash movies. We're trying to keep it positive here. But we had a movie that didn't resonate with us. and Not even trash. It just didn't get us. Yeah, um, it didn't connect. What was it called? Nine Days? Nine Days. Nine Days. And it's getting tremendous support on Twitter. People are loving Nine Days. The yep. reviews have been amazing. Josh and I walked out of the theater and we looked at each other and we said, I don't get it. Yeah. But hey, different strokes. Different strokes. But I learned a festival rule afterwards to just, because I was fully confident in that you and I were like, yeah, this is just awful. Right. And then we search on Twitter. Wait a minute. This really struck a chord with people. And now a conversation begins. So that's a festival rule. Always search the movies you just saw to see what other people are talking about. Totally. Here's a, here's a, here's a practical festival rule I learned. And this keys into my Joe Keery conversation. When you're, this is a specific to Sundance rule. When you're Google mapping your walk to the next uh, movie or conversation, take note of the elevation change in the walk. So my walk to Joe Keery was about 20 minutes. Totally decent. You're walk. a New Yorker. Oh, that's a, that's cake. Whatever. I got that. I freaking almost died, Ben. I like climbed a mountain. It was, I was, I literally almost died like on like a random quiet bridge in the middle of Park Where City. Where were you going? Where, where I was, was the interview? Going, it was off of Main Street. That was part of the, also the fun of this. Like, so we've been doing interviews in every kind of uh, place. As we said, we did the Aubrey and, and Sarah thing at the NRDC lounge. We've done them in I don't know, random houses. This was kind of a random, beautiful kind of like chalet, like ski chalet. Um, I don't know how Joe or I ended up there, but we did. And yeah, as I said, it was like, it, it almost ended me. So take note of that elevation change. This is real stuff, guys. Yeah. The altitude here. That's a great it's, festival it's no joke. role, especially for Sunday. So <laughs> well this, said. Is, this is going to be my conversation with Joe Curie, who, of course, uh, if you're a human being in 2020, you've probably watched Stranger Things. He's great on that show. And now he's trying to starting to chart his own path in, in terms of films. And this is a major progression for him. His first lead in a film. Uh, he plays kind of a uh, an Uber slash Lyft driver, the name of the device in this is the Spree app. And um, he is desperate for attention on social media. The whole film is shot via like cameras and like and, and social media cameras he's put inside his car, um, all the social media kind of apps. So it's very much a critique and reflection of our times and our desperation for likes and adulation. By the way, perfect time to remind you to download, rate, <laughs> review, <Please>. subscribe, <laughs> listen, tweet, share, TikTok. But we do it in a classy way. Uh, <laughs> so this film takes some dark turns. It is a dark social satire, can get violent at times. It's not going to be for everybody, but uh, some people are loving this one. And, and it's undeniable that Joe is is excellent in it. Had a great time chatting with him in a random screening room in a ski chalet. Sounds nice. It was. It was kind of nice. Once Sounds I got cozy. there, it was great. Uh, here's my chat with Joe Curie. 
Well, we found a weird place to have this conversation, Joe. Whose screening room is this? Have we invaded someone's house? Have we like barged in on someone's life? Someone's Park City abode. Someone's <laughs> condo retreat. Yeah, to set the scene, we're literally in a screening room. We're staring at a blank screen. Maybe a movie will start soon, Joe. We're not watching one right now, but maybe one will start. Roll it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's good to see you, man. It's good, good to see, see you, you in, a, in a different kind of environment. Yeah, um, yeah. Have you been to Sundance before? Never. No, this is my first time. Yeah, I've been to... Utah even. So this is my first time at the festival, first time here. Yeah, it's been great. So this is the way to do it. Starring in your own movie, a crazy mad movie that divides audiences in the best possible way. You knew when you like signed on to this, this is the kind of movie that we're like You know, I figured it's gonna get a reaction. Well I figured it'd be pretty divisive and I but me after meeting Eugene, I just kinda knew that if there was a guy to make the movie, he was the guy to do it. Because he just had you meet so many people in the industry who are you know, have ideas or, you know, have these scripts, but this is just, Eugene had this movie inside of him and it was just so clear talking to him that he knew exactly what he wanted. And, you know, he's such an intelligent guy and he, he really is kind of linked into this community and kind of understands, you know, so many, has a deep understanding of so many you know, of the themes of this movie. So, yeah. yeah. So set the scene a little bit. So the movie is Spree. Mm-hmm. You play Kurt, who is uh, like many people out there trying to kind of get views. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He's, he's, uh, I guess the, the, the short spiel is that he's a rideshare driver um, who uh, is kind of seeking uh, internet fame, kind of uh, thinks he deserves this, uh, this massive following. So, so he comes up with this plan, this kind of twisted, demented plan to 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 get what he thinks is his. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. It was kind of like it was in some ways one of the, my favorite kind of Sundance experiences where like at a film festival you go in and you know the basics. I know mm-hmm. you're in it. I mm-hmm. see like the the log line. Yeah. But like I don't know what at what point in, fifteen or twenty minutes in, you realize, oh wait, this is going to some dark, fucked up, crazy places. Yeah, yeah. Was that your experience even in reading the script or did you kind of know? No, 100%. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the same thing when, you know, scripts are sent your way, there'll be like a little log line and, you know, but about, I think probably the same thing, like 20 pages in, you kind of realize what's going on and yeah, it's just kind of a shocking sort of realization and I think that the film is kind of arresting in the same way. So what's been your relationship with social media? When you when you sign on to Stranger Things before the fame mm-hmm. stuff happens, were you active on social media? Yeah, I just, you know, I had an Instagram account for like fun. But, yeah. You know, but that was pretty much it. Nothing, nothing other than that. I didn't really use it for work or use it for anything like that. And then, yeah, I get, you know, after being on the show, so many more people follow me now, you know, millions of people. So I guess my relationship with it now is kind of Eugene. We were just talking with Eugene and he described it pretty well that it's earnest, but distant, you know, I'll be, (laughs) I'll put something up every once in a while or this or that. Um, But also I think uh, I had a realization maybe about a year ago before I did this project or anything that just, you know, everything that you put on the internet or put up is just there forever. And I had gotten to a point where, you know, I'd had Instagram long enough or, you know, Twitter or whatever, where you see these old things that you said or all these old pictures that you put up. And I just kind of just kind of irked me that all this stuff was sort of up there for everyone to see. So I, I guess that sort of sent me away for a while and made right. me kind of retreat um, uh, away from it. But I guess now I'm sort of something about this movie is that, you know, social media isn't going anywhere it's going to be here and it's, it's so it's kind of about just making peace with it and um, finding 
your best version of your relationship with it I it's guess? it's it's i mean yeah you we could talk for hours about this kind of thing it's like it's it's fascinating because we're all learning as we go this is yeah. a new technology yeah. uh, relatively speaking and and yeah we're all whether you're a celebrity or not you're curating your own image you're creating yeah. whatever avatar you want of yourself yeah and for someone in the public eye where every single tweet or instagram post is going to be like just scrutinized mm -hmm. Before you hit send on that thing, you probably have a moment on like totally. I mean, yeah, definitely. There, so I would say there are you know so many things that I have almost put out into the world and then right. been like, no, no. Right. And then usually uh, it just ends up being some like weird cryptic shit. And like <laughs> you know, that's kind of how it will you know be. I guess. Have you ever though? Um, I mean, I've had this. I'll admit to this. Like when like someone that I really respect starts following me i'm like oh my god i got the follow from like it's like actually did you have that for sure you know what i do remember was when uh drake followed me <laughs> on producer on this film producer on this film was it related Matt to that Budden sitting in the room producer of the film cool and i'm looking at him but yeah i remember i think it was it was before this i think it was like la maybe maybe two years ago but i have a friend from chicago who's a massive drake fan who's been a fan forever and yeah that that's just kind of weird. That's just a weird <laughs> moment where, you know, somebody who you respect and look up to has sort of in a weird internet way acknowledged that you're alive or totally. exist. And it's like, <laughs> it shouldn't mean that much, but then you, 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 you're kind of shocked by it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mine was like Cameron Crowe. I, I grew up That's watching his movies That's and insane. it's like, what? That's insane. Yeah. Why do you even know about me? <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of bizarre to sort of break down that yeah. that barrier. Um, um, this yeah. this I mean this film is also obviously it's very unique in, in that all the footage is basically you know, social media footage. Yeah. Um, like you're shooting a decent portion of this, I would think. Yeah, by the nature of you it, know, I think I might get some DP. Crap I was gonna say I'm gonna have one <laughs> one thirty second of a D. Yeah. So what <laughs> is credit. the was the the vibe of making this the production itself unusual? Did it feel I mean, you're in a car a lot. You're shooting yourself sometimes. Yeah. You're talking to the camera. These are not things that typically you do as an actor. Definitely. It, it was very interesting. And, you know, I, before this movie, I, 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 I would have, you know, I wouldn't say that I really wanted to do sort of a found footage type of thing. That wasn't something that was necessarily on my bucket list, but just because the, um, the character and the script, I felt like I, you know, I just kind of had, I just had some sort of understanding going into, into the project. I, um, I just really enjoyed and embraced that end of the film. And I think it's, I think it's the perfect way to do this type of movie, but yeah, yeah I, I really enjoy all aspects of filmmaking. So for me, it was amazing. I, it was, you know, I was able to be a writer in some ways and, you know, right. work behind the scenes in some, in some ways and, you know, operate these cameras and these body cams and, you know, all, all, all the cams in the car. I mean, for, for most of the, most of the, you know, most of the shoot, we had at least eight cameras going at all times. You right. know? So the logistics of that were pretty daunting. And a lot of these cameras, they were designed to do what they did. Um, but, what the best part about it was especially for these rides is we were able to just i come from a theater background and we, we, we were able to just do these scenes as if they were truly unfolding there's no right. cuts there's no angles we don't have to set up all these different shots we were able to plan these routes you know set up the cameras you know the the rest of the crew you know would be in this following van are you and driving yourself yeah, for the majority of the film i was actually just driving the car that's crazy so driving the car <laughs> picking people up and you know 
Yeah. What about the nature of like the presentational aspect where you're like, you're basically performing for the audience that are watching? Yeah. Like it reminded me of like really old school. And there are some connections I, now that I'm thinking about it. It's like Rupert Pupkin from like King of Comedy, like of that course, kind of character. Huge inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, um, yeah, I, I, that was a part of it I also really enjoyed is, is the fact that as the audience, you know, as you watch this movie, you are kind of taking the role of his followers. Yeah, you you, know? you kind of feel complicit by the end, hopefully. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, all, all this direct address that kind of is going on throughout the movie was was a part of it that was pretty difficult, honestly, but very rewarding, right. I'd say. Yeah. So talk to me, okay, obviously in recent years, you've had all these kind of new exciting opportunities in the yeah. wake of this little show. Has it been tough to kind of figure out what to do next too? Cause this is the first like starring yeah. role for you in a film since stranger things. Um, sometimes more opportunity is it's always a good thing, but it's also a challenge. Yeah. What's it been like for you to kind of navigate choice for the first time in your career? Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, it's, it, it's not like I have any choice of anything in the world. I, I kind of feel like after doing the show, I, you know, I love working on the show, but I felt like I still kind of had something to prove a little bit. So I wanted to just find a f script that I really liked and a character that I really liked and I th thought had a really strong message and was something that was really different and unique. And um, there's, you, you, read, you read so many things that um, y it all sort of starts to blend into one and mm -hmm. it's hard to sort of tell what what really is affecting you, you know, cause you're reading so many scripts. So when you read a script and it does affect you, yeah. you or you have a real gut reaction to it, it's even though it is scary, like yeah. this reading this, I thought was really scary just because it, you really have to do the movie. Right. I just knew that, um, it was a, it was a really cool, interesting opportunity, especially, you know, with Eugene and, and, and the crew behind making this film, I think, you know, the one of the most rewarding parts about this whole film has just been meeting everybody who's involved in the film. Sure. And, you know, working with all the actors and, you know, so it's really exciting uh, to do that. And I, I, it's such a luxury, you know what I mean? Cause you know, before, you know, going from like waiting tables to, you know, working on the show and now to, to being able to like try to like find all these really cool projects that you really connect to. It's just really fun career wise yeah. to do that sort of stuff. So we'll see you also uh, this summer in a, a very big movie, a Ryan Reynolds, crazy, ginormous movie. Ginormous. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's the official yeah. logline. Yeah. Ginormous. It's called ginormous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've said the trailers are really, really cool. The first stuff that we've seen from this, uh, yeah. Sean Levy's like the nicest man on the planet. He is like the, the nicest man on the planet. It's almost kind of like, what He's are you the, hiding? What's your deal? He really has, you know, he kind of gave me the, my start in the in the business. So it's so oh, great. Of course, to, yeah, producer of Stranger Things too, yeah. It's, it's yeah. so great to work with him. And uh, I just have such a such respect for him and Ryan. And, and they work so well together as a team. They're like married. They're like this perfect <laughs> couple. They, they have like this matching energy and, you know. They foster a very collaborative and efficient set, mm -hmm. which I really appreciate because it's like, you know, we're making a movie here. We're like going. Um, <laughs> so who do you do yeah. most of your stuff in? Is it Ryan? The Taika's in this one as well? You know, I had a lot. I had a fair amount of stuff with Taika. And I got to tell you, that was probably like the, <laughs> the most nervous I ever was because I'm a huge fan of his. And But he's amazing. Such such an amazing part of the film as well. Um, he's also just kind of on his own wavelength. Like he it's is. like you have to kind of like ride the Taika wave. Truly, I mean, he's like he. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sean kind of brought up. He's like Robin Williams or something. He's no, totally. Just like yeah. exploding with this energy, and he. Uh, 
it's just like really unbelievable to just watch him work too. I, you know, that, that was one of the coolest part about this project. Cause work with Jody, who's amazing. Jody Comer and, yep. um, Budkarsh Ambudkar, who's mm-hmm. amazing. And then also, I mean, I didn't work with Lil Rel, but Lil Rel is amazing in the movie. And Ryan obviously is amazing in the movie. So all these people come from different backgrounds. I, I do a lot with Itkarsh and he is like so quick and fast and just incredible to work with as well. So it's, it's some good comedy stuff and some, there's some kind of surprises along the way, I think for this movie. And, you know, it's a script that you read and you're like, Oh yeah. Why hasn't someone made this movie? Right. Yet? You know? <laughs> yeah. Is there, is there a kind of part, a kind of role that you wish people would think of you for? at this point in your career that because I would imagine you know people at least at the start of off of a big role like Stranger Things um, they see you in one kind Mm of a genre I'm sure you're getting stuff that's a little bit similar to that true yeah totally right I think I think yeah the name of the game is to just like slowly (laughs) make that piece of the pie a little bit bigger Mm -hmm. you know pick something that can just you know inch what people sort of can think of you as right you know so I think yeah I guess the career strategy you sort of try to yeah do that as well pick projects that you can sort of flex different muscles in and you know hopefully show different different sides of you as well so i mean i know that that was something that i just really appreciated also about spree was just it was so wildly different than anything that i had done and yeah you know i went to like theater schools totally different than anything i'd ever done in school or you know so just felt like a fun challenge. So but yeah, as you approach another season of Stranger Things, and I assume you know nothing, so I'm not going to bother asking yeah. you anything. Yeah. <laughs> or I know everything. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you approach it differently now, four seasons in, on the on the on the fourth go around? I mean, do you just sort of have confidence in in the duffers, and you know by the time you get to set, they're going to have it figured out or do you kind of want to know a lot, like in the weeks before you get to set? Yeah, definitely want to know, but. You won't. <laughs> I generally. won't. Yeah, generally I won't. But it, I do have like the utmost faith in those boys. They're like just they they know exactly what show they're doing, and and I feel like each year they kind of twist it just a little bit. Um, I yeah, it's been such a such an amazing like industry experience as my first real big job. To I just feel like I've been able to learn so much, you know, on camera, off camera, yeah. and become so much more comfortable. Like over the, I just bait from season one to, to now, I'm just able to really sort of own my place on set a little bit better sure. and able to, just because, you know, the most, the, the most important thing I think is just being comfortable because if you feel uncomfortable or you feel like, um, awkward taking, taking sort of what's yours or, yep. and, and just owning your space and, you know, for, for, you know, get nervous or feel awkward, that's like, you know, the worst thing to do. So. It's been really helpful in that regard, um, but I'm really excited to see what they think of. I've heard kind of this and that, you know, rumors, you know, whoever knows, but um, I think it's going to be a really interesting season. And I think that they, uh, you know, they're smart dudes. They're 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 doing all the things that they're doing for a reason. Totally, and I totally believe that. So this, as you said, this is your first Sundance. The name of this podcast, in particular, is the Festival Rules. We're mm-hmm. trying to kind of convey to people that can't get to a film festival mm-hmm. what it's like to to experience something like this. So sure. I don't I don't know if you have a rule yet because you're in your first like 48 hours probably uh-huh. in Sundance, uh-huh. but in your early goings here. 
is there a rule you would impart to somebody that's never been to the Sundance Film Festival in a, a way to enjoy it, a way to make the most out of it? Dry socks, probably. Make sure you have good socks. Solid. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> no, goes for anything in life, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't know. I think um, this festival is. I've never I've been to South by once, yeah. uh, not for anything, just for fun. So this is really the first proper experience I've ever really gotten. But it's it feels like the most idyllic version of a film festival. It's like just a beautiful place to be, and you're walking down the street and you see all these amazing artists that you really like look up to and want to collaborate with. So I think um, we were just talking about this kind of we're staying in a big house with you know everybody in the film, and sure. we're talking about um, just being open. How, how important it is to be uh, just really open to, you know, new people, new experiences. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's been really nice to just be, you know, wide open, not really, you know, you have plans to do these things, but, you know, you really get to, you get to meet some pretty incredible people when you're at, when you're at things like this. So, yeah, it's crazy even to be here and be involved. And, yeah. you know, I'm so happy for everybody involved in the movie. There, there, there's been so much work that's been put in, you know, I feel like, you know, I did the acting, I showed up and did the acting, but there has been so much, <laughs> so much work that I have not been around. For, no, you, you shot know? the entire film yourself. We already covered this, <laughs> that's man. That's true. Yeah, I did. And I wrote it too. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, last thing. Um, Sean Avery, a uh, former hockey player, is in this film. He has a podcast on the same podcast network. Yes. How did he do? What's your unbiased opinion of Sean Avery's performance in Spree? Love him. Sean Avery. Gotta love him. Oh, my gosh. He's got a pretty crazy part in this movie, honestly. He had to, he had to show – well, I guess I can't really say what he does. He had to show up for one day of work and do some very extreme stuff. And he was willing and so real. When you see the final movie, his his reaction to cert, this a certain event in the movie is pretty pretty shocking. So Excellent. if he's listening to this, hats off to him. I hope let, let's hang out. <laughs> well done. You're gonna be hanging out with Drake too. Is this launching a friendship? Uh, we'll say hopefully. Yeah, that's the, the ulterior motive of this film, yes, right? Truly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always good to catch up with you, man. And congrats Likewise. on on a big moment in your Th career. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And yeah, pleasure to talk to you in this crazy. Uh, yeah. It's crazy screening room. Let's roll, watch a movie. Roll the movie. Well, that was a fun chat with Joe Keery and an action-packed episode of the Festival Rules, Ben. I just love that Drake is producing movies that come to Sundance. I know. And that I'm reviewing movies at Sundance that star Meek Mill. Like hip-hop's having a moment out here. It's definitely, great. Definitely, definitely. There's a little bit of everything here. Um, this was a fun episode. We've got some really cool interviews to come in the future episodes, including Alison Brie and Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burnham, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. A lot more to come. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to the Festival Rules. We'll see you guys on the next one. Music